From 2 Corinthians 13, 13, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We are so glad that you are seeking God with us, and we pray that the message you are about to hear is a blessing to you. I am Brian Niebank, pastor of Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. I thank you for joining us today as we seek to walk together with God, expressing our love in Bible study and prayer, living the life of the church and serving others and worshiping God. May God bless you today. Will you pray with me? O God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your heart, in your eyes. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who is called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Then Mary said, Let it be to me according to your word. As the people lived in a world dominated by Roman politics, they dreamed of a Messiah to come and change things up. They dreamed of one to end the oppression and to make things better. They hoped for something that many believed was an impossible hope. They hoped, many hoped, that Jesus would someday overthrow the Romans and create a state ruled by the Israelites. Mary, too, could not see at first how it was possible for her to be the chosen one, to be the vessel for God's redemption when she had been with no man. Yet the angel's words, For with God nothing shall be impossible, quiet that doubt that Mary had. Mary accepts her call, and Joseph accepts his also. Past couple weeks have had Angel Gabriel always has been front and center in front of this manger scene. And uh, Angel Gabriel first appeared to Mary, and then last week, Angel Gabriel was appearing to Joseph and talking to him. This week I have him with a shepherd, because the shepherd is the next person Angel Gabriel appears to. They all receive their call. They all answer the call after they hear something similar to 
For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be impossible. Throughout the Bible, God showed up to deliver God's people. God sent messages of hope in the darkest circumstances. And when things seemed impossible, God sent deliverance. The annunciation of the birth of Jesus to Mary proclaims that God is with us. God is with us. This holiday season, starting from before Thanksgiving and now into this Christmas season, some of us find ourselves in impossible and hopeless situations. If not us, we may know someone who is struggling. (coughs) And while we may not have the solutions ourselves, we can trust that with God, nothing will be impossible. Will we choose to trust and submit to God even when we don't know how it will happen? Will we serve God even when the situation seems to be impossible? Do we trust God regardless of the appearance of our external circumstances? Will we obediently submit to God's will for God to bring hope and deliverance in our lives and in those around us? We began our Advent series with a call to reflect, our four-part Advent series. We were in part three this week. And we began by asking this question, how can we live honorably today while we confidently hope for redemption in the future? We prepare for an unexpected visit by our Savior. Last week, I called you to surrender more of yourself to God so that God could use you as a vessel for redeeming others. Mary certainly felt this call to surrender when the angel Gabriel appeared to her. Joseph surrendered his reputation when he went to be with Mary. I asked this question last week. How can we be more accepting, more forgiving, and more encouraging to not only prepare the way for God in our own lives, but prepare the way for God in another's life as well? Today, the call is to awe. We lit our candle of joy this morning. Joy can cause us to experience awe. After reflecting on our call and surrendering to our call, we experience awe of God. I pray that each of us might experience that awe today. Even when we sometimes find ourselves in an impossible or hopeless situation, Remember that this is exactly where Mary found herself. In what seemed to be an impossible and hopeless situation, ruled by the Roman throne, pretty, pretty much poor, living from coin to coin. 
And she proclaimed when Angel Gabriel appeared to her, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise that he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants, together and forever. The prophet Isaiah foretells similar rejoicing amid seemingly hopeless circumstances. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom. Here is your God. He will come and save you. This is also good news. In a world where there might seem to be a desert, a desert of destruction and a desert of gloom, At times, God can somehow bring hope. This Christmas is a sad one for many. For many, it is the first holiday season since they lost a loved one. It may be the first holiday season since a loved one was taken from them in a devastating act of violence. This week will mark 10 years since the devastating attack on Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, 25 miles from my hometown. I've met students who were at that school on December 14, 2012. I have counseled them in Boy Scouts. Some of my friends had friends in Newtown. And this coming year will also be the 10th anniversary of the devastating news within my hometown that someone had asked a girl to prom, and when she said no, He murdered her in the school hallway. The town, there's two high schools in my town. This was the other high school across town on April 25th, 2013. I was a junior in high school both those years. That was the same year. We had a vigil that night for Marion Sanchez at my church. And most of my friends knew her. The line at the wake was two and a half hours long, and I waited in it, and I also attended the funeral. What do we do in this desert when we thought that we had so many moments still to celebrate, that were still to come, and they are just taken from us? What do we do when they come closer and closer to our home. 
Sometimes the situation seems hopeless. Sometimes we ask, how can I go on? We turn to God and ask, what can I do better? A little bit of magic did show up that night, though. An outdoor funeral at Jonathan Law High School's football field was filled with strangers and friends alike, all there for the same reason. It was at the vigil when friends were able to hug together and cry together. God did find a way in. God shared in the devastation. God is there to say, I see why you are hopeless. Let me show you a way. Life is not measured by time. Life is measured by moments. We can experience joy in the desert because God is sending a message to us. God tells us that this is not the only way and this is not the final end. The angel told Mary that nothing will be impossible with God. God has shown up to deliver the people of Israel. God will show up to deliver the people of the world. Again, the question is this. Will we serve God when the situation seems impossible? Do we trust God regardless of the appearance of our external circumstance? Will we obediently submit to God's will for God to bring hope and deliverance in our lives and the lives of those around us? Let us do these things. Let us accept a feeling of hope and a promise of deliverance. Let us serve God in the face of all evil, and combat evil with good. If you are feeling blue this Christmas, you are not alone. Some of us grieve a difficult year. Some of us grieve anniversaries. All of us grieve something. If you are not feeling the love and peace of Christmas this year, there could be a number of reasons, but do not feel like you need to try to force it. I did mention that UCC, uh, Trinity, Trinity uh, United Church of Christ in Tiffin is having a blue Christmas service next Sunday at 7 o'clock. I will be there and you are all invited to go as well. Just be with our friend Karsten and uh, most of all, be at a service in our time of need that speaks to that need. And also remember that wherever you are this Christmas season, Jesus came to save the lost. Jesus came to save the hurting. Jesus came to save those 
who were not happy, who were not sure where to find hope, and who weren't sure how long they could go on. Jesus came to save people like you and like me. The prophecy of Jesus means that there is someone who can listen to us, someone who hears us, and someone to tell us that our thoughts are real. A visit from God is a caring visit. It is a helpful visit. And it is hopefully an encouraging visit. I have a friend from Ashland who is traveling to Kenya to work with Harvest of Hope Ministries, which is run by one of my friends from Ashland Seminary who went out to Africa and started uh, this wonderful ministry. They work with the kids and their families and give them reason to hope for something better, better water, better living situations, and a better education. They literally harvest hope. It is the name they go by. They literally do it. And by harvesting hope, they harvest joy too. Wherever hope is harvested, joy can be harvested too. The friend who is going to Kenya tomorrow had arranged to go volunteer her time for six weeks, and she put a lot of money and time into preparing for this trip, only to be told on Friday that the person who's supposed to take her to the airport does not want a relationship with her anymore. She was told that she was cut off from her and that she didn't want to deal with her. Now she saw this trip and this visit as a feeling, as a visit of hope, as a visit of joy. And especially she found the visit of joy again when she was able to find someone else who could make sure that she makes who can make sure that she gets to where she needs to be to be on that plane. I seek to harvest hope where I live. I believe we all seek to harvest hope. Remember where we harvest hope, joy follows. We all serve a God who harvests joy. Joy is harvested in the baby in the manger and in each one of us as we spread joy to one another through our words, through our actions, and through our very lives. This is why God came to earth for a visit. To teach us the way of joy even when a lot of things go wrong. There is always joy. There is always hope. Even in Nazareth. Even in whatever circumstance you may dream of. And in whatever circumstance you may be in today. May we sow this hope so that it may turn into this joy so that we may celebrate the glory and honor of God and send it out to God each and every day of our lives. And may we also give thanks to God and gratitude to God every day. Thanks be to God and amen.
in the joy that God harvests at Christmas time. It is love that came down at Christmas to give us this joy on earth. Let us sing our next song, which is found in our green book, number 210, Love Came Down at Christmas. From 2 Corinthians 13.13 The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We are so glad that you are seeking God with us, and we pray that the message you are about to hear is a blessing to you. I am Brian Niebank, pastor of Zion United Church of Christ, Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. I thank you for joining us today as we seek to walk together with God, expressing our love in Bible study and prayer, living the life of the church and serving others and worshiping God. May God bless you today. <laughs> 